0: Welcome everyone. It is the Fly Guys Podcast. Justin Goodard alongside Cameron Klein in the FGP studios of Cameron Klein's garage. It is a brisk, windy but sunny day here in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. Cameron, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Six to
1: one feels good.
0: Six to one feels very uh, good. Love, especially against Dave Haxtall. It, it feels yeah, very
1: good. Yeah, I, I I texted one of our guests last night saying that, you know, we lost to Dave Haxtall. Uh, I would not be in a good mental case uh, in mental state, but we won. And what's nice also is that you said the fall weather. I'm a I love October. I'm a big spooky season guy. I've been I've been hitting the movie theaters doing a lot of a lot of nice. Uh, we got to talk movies. about that. Yeah. So soon I'm, enough, but uh, I'm very excited right now. You it's mentioned great time guests. Of
0: year. You mentioned guests, and we mm-hmm. do have a couple guests uh, joining us.
1: Two. We have two.
2: Two. Guests? We've
0: never done two, so the yeah. biggest concern was, oh my god, is this is this going to is this going to work? So, firstly, let's just bring in. Uh, the one of the first guys we ever had on our show. Eric Reese is joining us and uh, Frankie James also joining us. So, boys, how you doing today? Let's start. Well, firstly, instead of you two just talking over one another, let's start with
2: Eric Reese, of course, being one of our first guests. How are you doing today, man? Well, you know, you guys kind of echoed it. Um, last night I was at the game. I went as a fan. And uh, it was wonderful. It was wonderful seeing Hackstall come back with a brand new team, and also getting the same result in Philadelphia, losing. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but uh, no, it was it was a great time. Uh, just an emphatic win, six to one. It's uh, you know, f- hey, I'd like to see fights. I'd like to see something that resembles the Broad Street Bullies back, and um, I think we saw that last night. And I think that's the momentum that the Philadelphia Flyers should be carrying into Boston tomorrow. We're going to see how this goes, man. We're going to, it's really going to make uh, separate the men from the boys. I, I believe.
0: Yeah. Well uh, let's bring in our secondary host, Frankie. Hey, listen, you know what? I have been, you, you and I have kind of gone back and forth a little bit about what we view this team to be. I have not been as high on this team. I think as you have, uh, well, certainly last night, I didn't look that smart. Six to one. How are you feeling after that one?
3: Uh, Well, you know, after a six to one beatdown that they gave to the Kraken, it's hard not to feel good. But listen, I did a little—I stepped on with John Street Hockey, good friends of ours, and did a little uh, pre-post game show with them. And there were still some things that I did not like, and I'll stress about that as we get into it. But. Doing great, boys. Happy to be here with uh, with Fly Guys Podcast. Eric, my good man, right there, my partner in crime down at the press box. What's up, my brother? Um, happy to be here once again, guys. Tim, we're looking forward to doing this show for sure.
0: So let's just jump right into it, Cameron. The Flyers yeah. uh, opened up their season a couple nights ago against the Vancouver Canucks. They played great for the first 20 minutes. Yeah, I, they- I
1: overreacted. I'll I'll, I'll be honest. <laughs> I thought the season was doomed pretty much immediately. Uh, then I, that I
0: second period began, yeah. and oh, God, if the first period was the was like the Thanksgiving feast, the second period was the trip to fan, where everyone passed out on the ice while the Vancouver Canucks yeah. freely skated into the Flyers' zone and did whatever the hell yeah. they wanted to Carter Hart. The Flyers made a last-ditch effort to tie the game. Giroux even calling his own bank shot. Good it was for cool. you. That was cool. Yep, yeah. I'll allow it. I'll allow cool. it. And then they are losing the skills competition, uh, five to four in a shootout. So, yeah. how did? The, where do they go from there? Well, they greet their old mate in Dave Hackstall back in South Philadelphia. Fun fact, I uh, didn't know this until Jim Jackson pointed it out on the sh- on the pregame. Yeah. Uh, only two other coaches had coached more games for the Philadelphia Flyers than Dave Haxtall. Mike Keenan, God forbid that name be mentioned here, and the great late Fred Shero. Uh,
1: d- does anything make you just ruin your day worse than that? I mean, that?
0: how uh, is that? How did Peter <laughs> LaViolette not coach Mike? he I was games?
2: just about to say that.
0: It's <laughs> impossible.
3: Um, Hitch- Hitchcock, Hitchcock coached the, uh, here for here,
1: and here against us. us. Yeah. No, but yeah, he was the. I, I thought Hitchcock would be number
3: three. I would have thought so too. He was here for like, yeah, what felt like five years. No, apparently not. You know. uh, here's a little fun fact for you. Each coach that we have had, besides, I think, Fred no coach has really been here past four years. Um, I, I looked that stat up actually more, pretty recently because I got into an argument about it. But we haven't held <laughs> on to a coach in four years, longer than four years. That's, Man, not,
2: that's nice. not, that's not terrible. crazy stat, isn't it?
0: That's not yeah. terribly surprising when you look at the patience no. levels of, uh, of uh, of Ed Snyder but um yeah I will also say that Dave Hackstall you know give him give him his credit you know he stuck true to his 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 routines and everything he came I, to Philadelphia I don't think he would
1: have lasted as long if it wasn't for Hackstall I I really don't think it would have I but uh, who knows who knows I I don't know
0: Well I'm we can get into the into the Dave Hackstall era a different time because Not last today. night <laughs> last night was a fun game you know the game starts Carter Hart makes a couple big saves and then Claude Drew scores, and the Flyers never looked back from that, Cameron. They not only looked every bit the part of a team that should be an improved team in 2021, but they played like it, too. And getting that 6-1 to win, getting the first win out of the way is always great to see. They're 1-0-1 on the season. There was a lot of things to like. There were some things you want to see them tune up. But the most important thing, man, is that they held on to momentum, something they could not do in Game 1.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's it was... That first Giroud goal was outstanding. Uh, he shot first. You don't always really see that. And it was a ripper. I mean, it was it was one where, like, the slow-motion camera can't keep up with how fast the puck is, which is one of my favorites. Um, and I can't imagine what that what, what that was like to see. But that's why I kind of wanted to toss this over to you, Eric, being in the building. I mean, what did, what did the energy feel like last night? Because it wasn't even just the goals. Oh, it was the, the fights, everything.
2: The, it was before. Okay, so you want to talk about the uh, the roof blowing off the arena. It was the, it was probably one of the loudest that I can remember. Um Ever since I've been, I, and ever since I've covered the team, when uh, Hart made that save and he dove across the crease yeah. and basically gloved it and popped the puck up and away, the 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 Wells Fargo Center roof just popped off the joint, and then to really drive that point home about how engaged the uh, the fan base was, it, it only took you know a Nick Sealer fight and a. Nate Thompson. It wasn't a fight. Nate Thompson thrashed this man.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So it was was ugly.
2: Yeah. By the time you saw those things, and by the way, five goals, you know, between, uh, or I'm sorry, six goals throughout the entire game, you know, you win by five. It was, it was just an atmosphere where sometimes you go to a game and the flyers are up three to one or or they win like, you know, four to two or something. And somebody has something still to say that's not necessarily positive. I don't, I don't know how – like, I, I, I don't know how anybody can leave that game yesterday saying, man, the Flyers didn't do this. No, the Flyers did everything. They crashed the, the slot. They, they just drove down the middle. They basically took everything that the uh, Seattle Kraken had and just re- flipped the script at will. It imposed a will on the entire team. The Philadelphia Flyers, for – you know, the few times that I always call it out, you know, it doesn't you, this is a team that will play 40 minutes of a 60 minute game. They played 60 minutes of a 60-minute game last night. Yeah. So before I bring in Frankie, because I want because he
0: mentioned that he wanted to touch up on some things that he didn't necessarily That's, love. Yeah, yeah. Um Eric, how much of that Carter Hart save when you said the fans really, you know, blew the roof off the joint, how much of that do you think has to do with the fact that the fans were really not, I don't want to say desperate, but hoping to see a bounce back effort from Hart after what happened against Vancouver.
2: I think, I think it's a hundred um, percent of it, and then I think it goes back uh, before Vancouver Canucks and that you know tough loss in overtime. We we all want to see Carter Hart have this incredible season because I we all we all know as we've heard from Vigneault, we've heard from Fletcher that he's in the better mental headspace. He's happier. And I think that's translating in his actions and the way that he anticipates plays. Yeah, you know, two unlucky goals, very unlucky goals against the Vancouver, um, you know, really kind of put that game out of reach to win in our regulation, though we came back and tied it up 4-4. And last night, without the unlucky bounces, and Carter Hart was dialed in against, uh, you know, everybody Everybody says, oh, the Kraken is a expansion team they're not going to be, you know, this dangerous. They are, they're, they're still a good team. And, and uh, Jordan Eberle, he had Carter Hart probably dead to rights two or three times last night. And each time I'm just, my microphone is trying to walk away from it. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Each time he uh, Carter Hart just, you know, made a glove save or or dove across the crease. And it, it was something that we wanted to see and we finally got, and I think a little bit of faith is restored in Hart. Which will bring me to, I guess, if I can add Lib real quick, I think the way that he played last night, and I know that this is a little bit against the grain, but I wanted to see Hart start tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I we- wanted to see him ride that momentum. Yeah. We'll
0: talk about the Boston game. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's bring in Frankie. You, uh, You looked at a 6-1 win. I'm sure you're happy with it. Uh, you mentioned some things that you weren't the happiest with. Let's get into that. What did you not necessarily love out of last night? Or maybe even going back towards the Vancouver game.
3: Yeah, well, it's something I've talked about for a while now, and I've talked about it with, um, actually, with, I'm pretty sure with all, all three, is is the special teams, is the power play. Yes. Yeah. Okay? I mean, we, we had opportunities last night. Now we only had... Um, two opportunities last night, but we didn't score a goal. We go yeah. back to Vancouver. We've had we had three opportunities. We got a goal. We're one for five right now in the power play. Now, it's early in the season, but we can't necessarily look at that like that way because we're going back a couple of years now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We go back to the playoffs where we couldn't get one goal. We go back to even the preseason. Eric. I've I... Oh, Frankie, we lost
1: you. Frankie, we lost you. We'll get
0: we'll get Frankie on. back in just a quick second. Um, but he does think, bring up.
2: A- I think I'm able to riff off the, the, the
3: Flyers game. power play for the preseason. We got, we got him, three, sorry, the Flyers I'm power up. play for the seat for the preseason. When I think went three for fifteen. The power play is an issue. It seems like it's you know we are gonna have good days, you're gonna have bad days, but it's 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 an issue. Um, and not getting any goals in the net on a team that you obviously demolished. Uh, you would like to see them get a power play goal in that for sure. Um. Other than that, the game was great. You saw everything. You saw a lot of good things. Uh, that's obviously still a concern for me. Claude Giroux score at back-to-back games is obviously huge. He's a he's a player that doesn't start off usually too hot, but he's playing great. And uh, you guys obviously know how I feel about Claude Giroux. Travis Konechny, another player of mine that I've been keeping an eye on because I still had a feel that they would maybe would have tried to deal him to bring in a better score, goal scorer. But they held on to him. They put him up on the first line. I was even hesitant on that first line move. I wanted them to make sure that he would, was going to be able to play up to the players that he could play with. Um, I started, you know, 25 goals is something I expected out of Travis Connecting. And the way his game has been, it started slipping. He's proving me wrong right now. Back-to-back games with goals. He had a goal and assist last night. That that first line looks really good. Couture is the one that's not scoring. Who would have thought we would have saw that? You know, Claude Drew with two goals. Travis Connecting with two. It's a big, big, big positive in the right direction for sure for those guys to be starting off hot. But the power play, got to get it going. And the AV system, if going back to even with the Rangers, and they had some studs over there, the power play just wasn't really there. And it still seemed like there's a little bit of an issue there. Well, I think that we can all agree
0: that Chonk Terry not having any points in the first games is surprising, thus meaning yeah. that the contract is an awful waste of money for the Philadelphia Flyers, and right. they should trade him immediately for Shane spare of the Arizona Coyotes. Right,
1: right. No, but Frankie, <laughs>
0: that would make that would make me happy. Right.
1: <laughs> no, um, Frankie I'm, makes a great I'm point kidding, too. Like kidding, there's there's
2: kidding.
1: there's plenty of things that we talked about that they improved on. And and it looked like they did last night. And you're right, like the power play is one thing that for the past couple of years has not been great. So then to see that not being one of the things that they improve on. It yeah, it's a little concerning. You you want to see him do well. Um, for,
0: for me, it's the penalty kill. Like I want to see the penalty kill too. get a lot better, and I still don't think it's there where it needs to be right now.
3: It's yeah, they, they they did kill all four. Four they've killed all four yesterday, which was great. Um, I mean, it's against a Seattle team that we are obviously, dead, dead they were done in the water. Yeah. But it's a positive way going forward. You know, you just killed all four four penalties. You look good. Let's get to the now. Let's go into the Boston game where you're going to see one of the top lines in the NHL with Pasternak, Marsh, and Bergeron. Um, and not to mention Eric, I'm sure you know this. Um, Carter Hart is not playing tomorrow. Obviously, we yeah. talked about that a minute ago. Um. It's a big test. It's a big test to throw him out there. I definitely would have, would have wanted to ride, the
2: uh, ride, the golden pony.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Eric, you look like wanted to say something. We brought the penalty kill.
2: Oh, um, so yeah, about the, about the Boston uh, game. I mean, Frankie and I were both at that game. Um, I'm not sure who's starting for Boston tomorrow, but I'm telling you if it's Swayman, watch out, dude, this guy is going to be a pretty awesome goaltender. You've been tweeting told- about
1: him a lot. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, because there was, there was a lot of people that said, um, Oh, you mean this guy that's an AHL goalie? I'm like, mark my words. And I tagged uh cold takes exposed yeah. in my own thing. I was like, mark my words, and I'll make it easy for you. Swayman will be the starting goaltender of this team. Linus Swayman, marks- Swayman is the announced starter for tomorrow's he game. Is. Okay. So yeah. yeah, I mean, I got I mean, yeah, the Flyers are the underdogs. Like that's the, yeah. just on a goaltender battle, the Flyers are the underdogs uh at home, and that's perfectly fine. Um where the real, and I think, Frankie, uh, you touched on this, where the real battle takes place is that perfection line against Ellis, against Provorov, clearly, because those are our guys. But Sandheim and Ristaline, and Ristaline's first game is, uh, is, you know, it's not that the NHL is really ever have speed, but especially tomorrow.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, so – what we're looking for, and if if, if it's me, is uh, obviously the power play. We got to take advantage of that against those really good teams, especially against like further 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 down the line, like Capitals, Islanders, Bruins included. Wrist the though. I need him to body somebody. That's right. what I need. We brought him in to be the probably the most physical aspect of our defensive units. I mean, to me, I. And at any point, it doesn't matter who it is that they're wearing blue and are uh, blue and yellow, black and yellow, body them. So that's what I have Rostellan on, on on the books for right yeah. now. So I mean, that's 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 what I'm looking forward to as far as tomorrow is concerned. But um, you know, we talked about Claude Giroux, we talked about uh, Travis Konechny, and yeah, there are those voices from uh, particular Flyers fans that wanted them to be traded. I never understood it for a moment. Um, the, the fact of the matter is this. Last season, uh, Kynectny was benched because uh, by Vigneault because he wanted to stress a 200 uh, foot game. Everybody said, "Oh, well, his offense is taking a dip." Yeah, he's focusing on a more well-rounded game, and then he starts the season, you know, on an 82 goal pace. Right. <laughs> well, right. I'll say I'll I say mean, this, right?
0: Like spot the Dude, line.
1: Mathematically, you're correct. I'll say this. You correct. know, you
0: mentioned what tomorrow is going to be about. I also want to talk about the fact that. Obviously, the four of us can agree that talent-wise, the Boston
2: Bruins do have more yeah. talent than the Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah. Uh, with the, the Flyers, I think that would be true by default as well, not including the fact that the Flyers are the most injured team in the whole league.
0: Yeah,
1: right.
2: So then you add in the fact that they're
0: going with uh, Martin Jones as their starting goalie. Now, I just did a little bit of fun fact researching. Fun so, fact: In Carter Hart's career. He has played no team more than the Boston Bruins. He has 10 games played against the Bruins, in which he is four, four, and two with an eight, seven, nine save percentage and a three, seven, four goals against average. Now, Martin Jones has played the Boston Bruins seven times. Now, I thought maybe this is a matchup space thing. It is not, people. It, gentlemen, it is not. He is one, three, and two against the Bruins with an eight, six, seven save percentage and a four, oh, nine goals against average. Okay. Where the Flyers are going to have to win this game, and what I think they're going to have to do all year, they're going to have to become the New York Islanders in a way. Yeah, a team that is defense. predicated on forecheck and defense, yeah. and then capitalizes on the mistakes that a team like Boston, Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh, Washington may make, and then you strike while the iron's hot. is an interesting game solely for the fact that we don't know fully what this team is yet or what they're going to be. But we're going to get a pretty
2: good indicator, I think, against a great team like the Boston Bruins.
3: Yeah.
2: His debut tomorrow on the fourth line as well. So everything becomes a little bit grittier at an NHL level. Like I loved uh, Max Wilman and his contributions. I've, I've kind of always been rooting for the guy even before 2020, 2021. But when I look at who we need for these teams that are just quick, like the Islanders, like the Bruins, etc., we need these guys that are going to be, Kind of grind you down, and Miwin's that Bristol line is that, so I think tomorrow we're we we're, we're, we're a little better equipped than we were uh, I mean heck, the first two games in the first two games, we let one slip from us, then we came back with the dungeon so i'm I'm excited
1: yeah thank Frankie. you you're gonna have, you're going to say.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, it would have been really nice to see Carter out there, full team. those back. Get Carter shot. Just I, I, that, that coaching decision really is kind of something that's sitting in my mind. I'm really surprised that he went that route. Um, but this is a team that you got to beat. Yeah, you, you want to take, like, like Eric was just saying. You know, take advantage of the opportunities are given to you um you know try to beat them down a little bit Nate Thompson obviously one of those players that can come, keep coming keep bouncing you off the boards this is also another time where I really wish we had Wade Allison too because Wade Allison was another player like that will beat you up against the boards yeah um have a rest back to kind of get in the face that I, I'm, really, I'm really seeing these guys play like a family man you go after a player they're coming after you and I think we're going to see a lot of that tomorrow especially with the way that the Boston Bruins can play us um Take advantage of power play. Um you got you got a man, you got a man's down the other side. Take advantage of it. Get that goal. That's, that those are gonna be big moves that are gonna be, be made. Um I'll be I'll be at the big joints tomorrow covering the
2: team. Eric, are you gonna be there tomorrow? Um I no, Brooke Destra, uh formerly Good. NBC Sports Philly, she'll be uh covering the game live um for Philly Sports Network uh tomorrow and then box. Cool. Fox. Um, I'll be live tweeting as usual. So if there's a follow Always look forward to your live
3: tweets, on. my man. Always look forward to live
2: I, I, tweets. I, And thank you for retweeting that stuff. Always. Man, and in and out there. Because, um, you know, it's, it's part of the coverage. Like, I, I never take a day off if I'm there or not. But um I believe this week we finished a home stand. It's a home game against the Florida Panthers. Yes. 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 yes okay. Yes. So that's the one in my mind's. I had to check the schedule again, but I should be there in the box for
3: that. I believe I, I should. I should might be there either uh, as well. I think Jamie, but Jamie Basco was supposed to go, but I think he might not make it. So he usually jumps me in for the filling because I'm so close. So that movie we'll partner up again sooner or later. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow's a big game. It's a big game tomorrow. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, you know, every time the flyers get together with Boston, it brings back the memories. I mean, uh, Fly Guys podcast, when we had did our show at the bar, where we talked about some of our favorite memories, which was that Boston series. And when they were down 3-0, and came back to win it. Um, Boston Flyers is a good rival. It's Wednesday night hockey. Uh, I'm ready to get the show on the road, boys.
1: Yeah, it's going to be cool that it's going to be nationally broadcasted. And frankly what <coughs> I love that you brought up, too, is how they you said that this team is kind of more like a family. I mean, we saw last night Nate Thompson puts the, the beat down on Bastion. I haven't seen
3: it in so long. I haven't seen it like this in a long time, man. It's a different vibe right now. It's Uh,
1: such a contrast to what last year was, and it was something almost everybody wanted. I mean, we've talked about the Buffalo game from last year multiple times where Scott Lawton got flipped over. Sean Cotteria gets punched in the face. Nothing happens. And then you see what happened last night. Somebody touched Giroud. I mean, just kind of made a face at him. And Nate Thompson puts the beat down on him. And every single player interviewed says, I mean, that's what happens when you go after our captain. (laughs) So,
2: <laughs> we're, we're, we're I love betting. it. Yeah, I mean, one, one more than that, uh, Nate Sealer, or not Nate Sealer. No, Se- wow, what? I, I always want to call him Nate. Nick Sealer, um, he thinks the referee and just shows him I've <laughs> no, I mean, had a tweet last night about that.
0: Am I crazy for thinking, <laughs> as soon as he did that, I'm like, oh, he's just getting tossed from this game. Yeah, yeah. no, I thought the yeah. same
2: thing. And then he, well, he, uh, I so what, from what I saw, Sealer <laughs> and uh, Alexiak, I think both went to the back. But sealers out there later. So, yeah. I mean, was it because of time left in the period? I, I don't, maybe, but I didn't really. I thought there was more than five minutes left in the period. I know that the popular
0: thing in hockey analytics is to kind of downplay the importance of being having guys that can hit, having guys that will be physical in the corners. But one of the players, one of the greatest players in the world that. Cameron and I talk about this a lot on our show.
1: You're going to hate this.
0: Sidney Crosby, when he goes into the corners, you fear for your life because of what kind of grinder Sidney Crosby is. He's the best hockey player on the planet for a reason. He goes into those corners and he fights for his pucks and he gets his pucks. The Flyers <laughs> all of last year did not have that guy at all. And really, Giroux's <sighs> never been that kind of guy. And certainly, Jake Vorchek was not that kind of guy. He's not. He's not. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> so it's just just what it is but now that we have those guys now that we have someone that's willing to go lay a check lay a hit disagree with you so much (laughs) it's fine if you disagree but the fact of the matter is is that when you are able to lay the body on someone it's going to make the other team think they're not going to be necessarily afraid but they're going to think and as a result having that physicality on your side and having the ability to forecheck well and having the ability to control the puck is what makes great teams greater as the season
2: goes on. Eric. When I help. think of people who grind into the boards, at least on the penguins, I don't even think of Crosby. Over the years, I think of like guys like Latang, like an Ashram, those type of guys. Aaron Crosby, Ash- to me, Jeez. Crosby <laughs> was there to clean up the mess and and move the puck down ice and also or possess the puck and go up ice with it. I, to me, I never look I never look at Crosby as a guy that's He's winning the board battles. Quite frankly, I disagree with you in the fact that to me, I think Drew, especially against Crosby. Yeah, Drew see- was definitely one of those
3: guys that was going in there to get the puck. Um, that's kind of how I made it, like a lot of his moves is that he would dish it up and it would go up. Next like, thing so, you know, it gives his room for that one hard time slapper right in the top of his, right, right, right at the circle, right in the dot. Um, he would transition the puck and move it around by going in there. That's usually. You know, settlement's position typically, if, if on the offensive part, is going to get puck and dish it up to your wing all the way around, or hit it up to the defenseman all the way around. Um and going in there, keeping your wingers positioning. It's all about positioning. I so really struck a nerve, didn't I? <laughs> well, I played I played hockey for eighteen years too, dude. So you're talking to a hockey player, and you're talking to Eric. You're lacrosse, were not you? Yeah, I played lacrosse. I'm with you, baby. I remember. I remember. I mean, I, I, I agree. The positioning just, I is everything show. with
2: you with us two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Outside, I mean, there's no boards, but we'll still <laughs> slap you around a few. Right. Oh yeah. you yeah, In I the I park lot. a lot.
1: <laughs> I, I'll, I'll agree and disagree with both of you. I think Drew is 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 a grinder, and that. Exactly what he does. Not not a grinder, but he does that very well. He fights those puck battles because he's at the center position. That's what he does. Um, uh, You know, we talk about how much of a playmaker he is, but Giroud was also an exceptionally good two-way forward as well. I mean, we also forget how often he played on the penalty kill and how good he is on that in that position. But Crosby does go in the corner with three guys, and he comes out with the puck. That's just kind of what he does. I
2: think he's a more of an escape artist versus – and, I, and I that, think could be, that could be fair. That escape yeah. artist well, grinder. Yeah. Yeah. To me, if he's in the boards and there's three other people and he still comes out with the puck, to me, the guy that's uh, that's the grinder, he's the second one in and then fishing out the puck. Like it's, it's more of a defensive play than it is a guy that's on offense, has the puck, and still comes away with it. That's, that's that, but that's, that's in fair. my mind how I think about those two terms. I mean, right. that's fair terms. assessment. Go ahead, bud.
3: No, that's, that's fair. Yeah, that's, that's fair that's right. I agree with as, you. That's, yeah. that's
2: how I think about those two terms. So that's the only reason why, like, I can see what Justin is saying about Crosby in the sense where he does come away with the puck, but the, the grinder and I don't know, lack of a better term. There's probably one out there that I can't think of right now, but I, I'm going to roll with the escape artist. That's what he. That's what he does very often. There's always a board pass or an outlet pass to set up more space, and he's making his home really within that low slot.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll accept that. I'll I'll take it. I'll take it.
2: That's how I see it. But, but also, no, no, I, it's, I'm the no you're guy right. I read the book backwards, I guess. So I think, <laughs> no,
1: I think, yeah. And I think, too, that, that Crosby also has his size. He, he is a big guy can, that a lot of people kind of don't really consider. He's got a lot more weight than a lot of people think. Um, and I think in Justin's defense, too, that Claude Drew isn't quite as big, so therefore you don't really see that physicality as much from him. Um, but I think they're both obviously exceptional at that, at what they do in terms of getting the puck out in, in a puck battle on the corner and yes. stuff like that. That's just because what the, that's what their position calls for. We, we all agree in the end. <laughs> I mean, I would also say that I would think more Sean Couturier would be a little bit better at it. I think he's a little bit more of a physical type player, just because his his body and his size is is more geared for that type of play. Really,
2: who would you uh, kind of? All right, out of the Flyers' bottom six, right? Like we talked about. Uh, players who to the boards, win the board battles, um, can push the puck up, can, uh, can push the puck up ice. Um, who would you say out of the bottom six currently is the better forward on the Philadelphia Flyers at doing those things?
3: Bottom six. I mean, I love Thompson. Um, going there, and getting the getting the puck out against the boards, so to speak.
2: No, so, yeah. uh, getting the, getting the uh, puck – really, I guess it's uh, getting the puck in, in a board battle and then also transitioning up by his, like, taking oh, – for that's... me, Eric, for me, it's Scott Lawton. That's, that's what, what I was, I was, yeah, yeah, was, yeah, yeah, I was thinking as Yeah, definitely. Well. I mean, yeah. I even – so last
0: night when I had cool. the opportunity to watch the game and I was up in Harrisburg with uh, a few of our coworkers out there, they're pretty big Pittsburgh Penguins fans, and they asked me, you know – is Scott Lawton actually good? And I said, I think that the reason why people don't think he is is because he was a first-round pick, and the expectations of a first-round pick isn't something that he's necessarily lived up to. But the guy is, without a doubt, one of the better bottom six forwards this team has had in a long time. And without him, this team is even worse than what they were last year. I, I,
2: I'm i a big Scott Lawton fan. It took a minute for me to really – like, I, and I don't get it still, but when people uh, – when he got his extension – and people were saying, oh, $3 million AAV is too much. That's, like, it's a great contract. Oh, really? That's it's a great contract. contract. It is a good <sighs> contract. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't understand. Okay, I just want to make sure it wasn't alone. <laughs> no,
1: no, not at all. Yeah. I, I, when I, I was more than happy with that contract when I saw it because of that reason. He's a great bottom six guy. And, and a bottom six guy, you want to get paid about $3 million. And to me, he's exceptional in that role. And, and He's even a
2: guy that's uh, shown that he can play top six minutes and produce at a playoff level,
1: right, right. Like even in emergency situations, you can toss him up on the second line if if need be in in terms of like that. But and and because of that, his bottom six of that, uh, value is absolutely outstanding. Yeah, that that contract. If anyone thinks the contract's dumb, I just think they don't. I don't think they've watched enough hockey, really.
3: Honestly, yeah, yeah. The contract is unbelievable. And even with the Couturier contract, great, great contract. You see players that got signed after him, and it always goes back to that. Chuck Fletcher just knew what he was doing. I mean, we're set up pretty good. Um, I like the Scott Law uh pick that you guys made as well because you know what? He has so much upside to also score goals. You can get probably close to twenty goals out of Scott Law and um and he does and he does the little things right. He's been able to perfection the importance of a team team and what like a shift leader so to speak to make you such valuable to your team um you know scott will gets a lot of crap because once again in philadelphia if you don't score goals you're the worst player on the team yeah. And when you show that upside that you could score goals, if you don't do it as much, well, now you should just be traded. I mean, look, you know, but, <laughs> am I right? You should yeah, have the seat no, from your jersey. The seeds should be taken from your jersey because you don't score 35 goals, even though you never did that your own career.
2: Don't get me started, fly guys. Come on. Okay, all right. We're,
3: we're, we're, we're all kind of right there we're, with we're you. <laughs> go,
2: <we're gonna> <laughs> go, well, go, I, go I go guess while fire. we're bringing up the idea, if I can bring up one more topic Absolutely before I turn that yeah. over to obviously the plan schedule. Um, after this season
3: is uh Guter- yeah right after this season is Kitourier the captain. It's a great question. You, you want me to get for, uh, can I if I jump in there, fly guys? Go ahead, dude. Yeah. Uh, you no, know, that's a great question. And I think it has a lot to do with um and I already have my answer, but I'll, I'll give you some details prior. Um Jeru is playing well. That could obviously change. Um starting off hot, he's got some intensity. You saw him in the penalty box going oh. at it with 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 the, with the forward next to him. Um I haven't seen that in a while. I I don't think he'll be back here next year. I think
2: he'll be back. More so, the question is: Is he? I don't think you could take the C away from a player like him
3: of what he's meant so much to the team and what he's meant so much to being here in Philadelphia. I don't think you can. Claude Giroux could be on this team if he's not the captain of the team. Um, I I, I agree. I agree. Thank you. I think if if he comes back, he's going to be way too long. He's been here through so much. I mean, you threw this kid to be a captain with, um, in the debacle with Richardson Carter. You this out, you made this kid a 19 year old captain where he was just still get, getting his feet wet. He's been here through when Ed Snyder passed away. He's been here through coaches every couple years. He has been through so much with this team. To-
1: uh, uh, we might have lost Frankie here.
3: It's cutting out.
0: It's. It, I'll give it a quick second. Uh, I like where he was at. I actually have a bit of a different take on this, although I do ultimately think it'll be him. Uh, there's another player that's on my mind. Well,
3: we're trying to a contender, trading him to a contender um, and getting him the opportunity to win a cup if he's not playing um, up to par. But I don't th- think he'll be here. I think I'm more or less preparing myself that he's not going to be here. Um, but, yeah, you can't remove the seed from him and he still have him on the team. So um, at this
0: point, it's it's going to be Katuria. He's going to be the captain when Giroux leaves. You know, whether it's mm. this year, or next year, I don't really, I don't, I don't know when when but, it happens. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I agree. there is only one other guy, and I think we all know which is the only other guy that could realistically contend for that, and it would be Ivan Provorov. I think that he's the only other player that could be realistically oh. close to being the captain of this team. Yeah, and I go back to his first ever playoff experience that he had when yeah. he was playing with a busted shoulder. And he's crying on the bench as the Capitals are draining the clock away, (coughs) ready to take the Flyers out of the playoffs. And uh, ultimately, I think that what I saw out of Ivan Provorov and what I've seen out of him over the years is a bona fide leader. He has that skill uh, skill set in him, and and
3: he has that work ethic. He does have that work ethic. Uh,
0: With all that said,
3: I actually have to disagree. I have to disagree with you on which end that he the 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 Provorov. I'll tell you this, and it surprises me a lot. Joel Faraby has leadership and captaincy written all over him. I mean, oh, I know he's been
2: Provorov, though for like now no, listen. You know, he, career, I mean, I don't know about either
3: over now, career. only because of the yeah. fact that Provorov has been here longer, so there is a line to shift down. All right, I'll agree with you on the Provorov, but I guess I'll change transition to the question. Do you see Joel Faraby could put a potential captain? Um the uh, yeah, potential captain for the flowers at some point in his career? I, I think mean, at some point I in his posture, career, but I he think, also has yeah. to
2: outlast Provorov and Tourier. Quite frankly, the way that this team is being built, I I'd add Kevin Hayes to the mix. Um, like they're building when you walk into the Wells Fargo Center, you see you do see Joel Farabee, so he's up he's up there. To me, he's an alternate. Um, yeah, I agree with that. I like it. I look at the the four players that we basically named because when you walk into the Wells Fargo Center and you usually see these banners hanging up, that's a clear indication of who uh, what's being built around. And right now, when you walk in, it's Farabee, it's Couturier, it's uh it's Hayes. So, I love that, Eric. That's a great
3: quote, dude. We have to quote, we have to tweet that out. We have to get that quote from Eric and tweet that out when you see those
2: banners, it's Dude seems being built around. Dude, I like that. Hey, goosebumps, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that's, that's that's the direction because, you know, you don't put that kind of money – like it's all right. For example, right, what was the first thing that happened when Carson Wentz was traded? He was a captain of the Eagles. They took down that banner real quick.
3: Took a little long.
0: <laughs> I mean, well, are, it, are it, we talking about the stadium banner? Because that took like four years to finally get taken down.
2: <laughs> well, it was taken down yeah. before the next season. It was well, taken up for the next was. season, thank okay. God. Yeah. I think the link would have well, it I mean, like, if it was It was up for the same – you know, what I'm saying it was, it was up for the same reason that the Eagles were trying to build a team around Carson Wentz, and that went kaput. I mean, you could probably see the same thing around the Sixers because they clearly got rid of Butler over Simmons. Uh, uh,
1: huh. Yeah, right. I know.
2: Right. I, 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 hey, we got to get listen. back to
0: the Flyers, please. I can't talk about listen, the Eagles the listen.
2: Sixers. <laughs> listen, I, it had to be said. The thing yeah. is – when you have a marquee up that, that <laughs> denotes that you're building a team around whoever is on that marquee, right now the marquee, when you walk into the Wells Fargo Center, is Hayes, it's Faraby, it's Proverov, it's Couturier. To me, yes. that says Couturier is captain, the rest are A's, and that's a pretty solid group, if you ask me. Uh,
1: yeah, I would I would easily yeah. take it.
0: If Definitely. Sean Couturier finishes out his extension in Philadelphia, the man will have played in Philadelphia from 2012 to 2030. Which I don't know if that's going to happen, but just the idea, Jesus. just the idea that that could happen, is longest
3: tenured player ever. He'll be. I mean, be ever.
0: it would arguably yeah. be one of the. Gr- I mean, he already is one of the greatest draft picks the team's ever had. Nope. I mean, Getting that Agreed. kind of longevity and the the kind of career trajectory he's been on, you're talking about maybe. You know, well, without a doubt, a top 10 Philadelphia Flyer, maybe even better.
1: I can agree. Yeah. I, yeah. So I, and I love Coots, so I, I'm happy to, to ra- agree with it as well.
0: Rapid fire with Cameron, myself, uh, Eric okay. and Frankie. Let's just go around the board real quick. Let's take a look at the, how the rest of the teams have started in the NHL. Quickly starting with some notable teams in the Western Conference. The St. Louis Blues, I said going into this year, this is probably their last realistic chance to try and capitalize off of anything that they were able to accomplish a couple years ago. Off to the right start, you know, 2-0, and no big deals. Uh, Minnesota, off to a 2-0 start. A lot of people liking the Minnesota Wild this year, thinking that this could be a real breakout year for them. The Edmonton Oilers, I, I promise myself I'm not going to let them trick me into falling in love with them this year.
2: They're He's off to a out, out. They're looking good. <laughs> I'm not the gonna David, look David good. is unreal, i in love with that team. My, my oh, thing with the Oilers is this. Yeah, they're fun to watch until the play. – they're like yeah. the regular season, they're great at the regular season. But what changes is when you facilitate more than like, I don't know, I, let's just guess 60 to 70% of the offense between two players – you're not you're you're not doing it, dude. You're not you're not beating teams who are built to take out or isolate star players. And McDavid and Drysaddle, they're going to be sick for for forever. But yeah. you got they got to do more. They need they need more, and they need role players who will facilitate and take the weight off.
0: This ain't exactly yeah. Wayne Gretzky and Paul Coffey we're talking about. No, but no um, not.
3: I'll also they say have it. a great line too with that with that um with McDavid and the, the, his, his, his player. I can't remember their name. I'm sorry. I don't follow. The list. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, that's another top tier line, but I think they need some more. Um, see the thing with the flyers is they're so well-rounded each line brings you some real fire, whether it may be, uh, getting gritty against the boards or goal scoring. This is the most well-rounded flyers team, including the defense that I've seen since 2010, really. Um, And now that we have a goaltender is also another great thing as well. We're not going to the playoffs with two goalies. Um, But by by their point, I mean, Connor McDavid, dude, is just another animal. And Oilers too, but they're one of those teams that get into the playoffs and they can't seem to pull the trigger. So uh, sticking with, uh,
0: let's go to our Metropolitan Division, just see how things have shaped up. Pittsburgh's off to a great start. With, with Crosby, without Crosby, without
1: Malkin, without LeTank.
0: Jesus Christ. Yeah. Go- Which is
1: scary because they're, they're
3: going, going to the be transitioning division. over to moving players soon. Uh,
0: yeah, The New York Rangers, uh, they've played the most amount of games in the division so far. They're 2-1-1 one, and one so far. Carolina's 2-0-0. Oh, no. Columbus is 2-0-0 oh, no, with that new regime they have over there. Uh, capitals like the Flyers are 1-0-1. Oh, the breakout New Jersey Devils, its it, this is finally the year they do it, people. <laughs> Uh, they're one oh oh, and then the New York Islanders, the team that I picked to win the division this year. Starting off a little bit slow, like most years, they are 0 and two to start the season. But yeah. for the Islanders, that's kind of on par for them. They always yeah. seem to get the slow start. They're kind of like a
1: wild card team, and then all of a sudden they just tear they it up fire, in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. Getting yeah,
3: in the playoffs is what it matters, man. You get into the playoffs in the NHL, and you never know what can happen. Yeah, beautiful yeah. game about hockey.
2: Yeah. Your
1: name is
0: the Toronto Maple Leafs.
2: You are a destined friend. I love the uh <laughs> the walk-off celebration in overtime from the Devils. Like Wasn't that great. Uh, I yeah. want that to become a thing. I want I you want, want, the, the I want that Yeah. Like throwing the yeah. like, throw a stick in the crowd and I think I saw on Twitter it was a perfect uh it's a perfect correlation that's just like, you know, the bat flip. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. I loved it. My only
1: thing is like how do you decide who gets the stick? Like do they just who all cares? fight?
2: Like I mean like Fuck it up. Like yeah, yeah.
1: Like, yeah. I guess yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, listen, nothing like pandemonium inside the Prudential Center as the Devils are on their way to a 21-win season. I am all for it.
2: <laughs> oh, no. I love his points. <laughs> <comments. laughs>
0: so the NHL, uh, I'm j- listen, I'm excited that it's back. The Flyers have looked good, you know, in their first couple games. Yeah. Um, tomorrow against Boston, I don't know what to expect, but you know what I'm going to hope for? It's at home. Hopefully the fans are ready and rocking to go like they were against the Kraken.
1: I I am glad. Okay. I am happy that they have a full defense in front of Martin Jones. That's nice. At least if he's going to be out there, he's going to have a full healthy lineup in front of him. So that's nice, but it's, I'm still not exactly, you know, confident with them.
3: I was really back and forth on Martin Jones. I mean, I saw seeing him when we saw like even rookie camp and preseason, I was just like, I don't know. And then he has a good game and it's like, just not sure what you're getting out of him. Having that defense in front is going to be big. Um, That's what I'm going to be really focused on, how the defense positions himself and how they play and well, how well they play in front of him Um, and how, how how Martin Jones's positioning looks. Listen, he's another goaltender that's coming off of a bad year that also wants to prove to himself. Um, You know, you you got to stay positioned well, especially the goaltending position. Uh, we'll see what happens, but the defense is all ready to rock and roll. Um, let's keep keep the goals raining in. You could put bowling balls out in the net, and it would
0: play heavier and have less holes than Martin <laughs> Jones. So, uh, kind of wrapping things up, uh, I want to hand things over to Eric and Frankie, whichever one of you two wants to go first is fine. Tell me what you guys are up to and where people can follow you.
2: Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, on Instagram. It's all Eric Reese, PSN. Um, somebody told me to put my stuff on LinkedIn recently, so I guess you can find me on LinkedIn too. Uh, I mean, I share some stuff on Facebook, not, not so much, but most recently today, uh, we put out an article, um, just talking about how Nick Steeler fits well in Philadelphia underneath that uh, Chuck Fletcher. Again, he rediscovered and rekindled that relationship. I think, um, again, it's kind of just want to heart back to why I think he's a, uh, pretty good selection as a seventh overall uh, defenseman on our team, regardless if Morin's healthy or not, uh, go, you know, go on my Twitter, just pin on my profile, take a read. Uh, so yeah, I just, uh, we, we submitted this, uh, or just submitted, we uh, published this uh, Nick Steeler article about how he fits uh, perfectly fine now in uh, Philadelphia through his preseason and the first two games performances. Um, and this is rekindling with Chuck Fletcher. So yeah, that's pinned on my uh, Twitter uh, profile, give it a read, and let's have open up to discussion. And speaking of discussions, I know Frankie has a lot going on. He wants to discuss hockey, too. Oh, Eric, thank you so much. You can find me at Frankie's
3: desk. Um, that's my Twitter handle. Also, breaking news, I broke it last night. I now have a new show on Old City, Old City Sports Network, the Frank the Tank Show. It's going to be hot takes and cupcakes. It's going to be a similar little gym room. We're coming with the fire, so be oh my ready. Oh, God. Oh, good you, Lord. You can find that at Tankin. 41. <laughs> Tank and without a G at Tank forty-one 41. Also, special shout out to uh, Jesse Bell, Flyers Alley um, uh, for bringing me on to Old City Sports Network. Always special shout out to Flyers Nitty Gritty for have, giving me the opportunity to be able to write and sit next to my good man, Eric Reese, right there, of course. Guys, Fly Guys Podcast, always good to do stuff with you, all right? We'll be talking in the future. Thanks for coming on, guys.
2: Eric, C at the bar. Thank you for having us, man. So, with that being said, that is
0: the end of this episode. Cameron, not only was this episode number, I believe, seventy-nine. Now, we are next episode's going to be episode eighty. Uh, eighty episodes that we started all the way back in two, October of two thousand and nineteen. A lot, a lot has changed since two thousand nineteen. Been
1: a roller coaster. Been a
0: roller coaster. Yeah. Roller coaster. yeah. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Fly Guys Podcast, at Cameron Climb fifteen, at GoodHeartJustin. Be happy. Be healthy. Wear your masks. Get vaccinated if you can. And as always. Let's go Flyers.
3: Let's go Flyers.